Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast, where I try to bring to you some educational and inspirational speakers, whether they're authors, you know, singers, dancers, entertainers, community activists, whatever it may be. We are really trying, really, like, really, like, really, 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 really trying to get the message out. I know, really? Yeah, yeah, really, we're really trying to get this message out. So join me on the Really Charlie Podcast once, twice, three times, four times a week, it all depends. If you want your story out there, just reach out to me. And I'll put you on the Really Charlie podcast. God bless. And stay blessed. Take care. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. Today's guest is Danielle Filkins, a.k.a. Danny. She's going to talk to us about her her dreams from Cape Cod to California. So without further ado, Danielle. Hello. How are you doing? Welcome. Thank you. You look great. You too. You too. Thank you so much. So glad that uh, we can hook up and get this together, you know, and uh, and just talk for a little bit, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm, it's been a minute. Uh, yeah, it has. It has. <laughs> so I'm still gonna crash your your, your mom's Sunday fun day. I can't wait. One day I'm I'm gonna videotape it and everything. I'm gonna crash. They better. It. They have the best time. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do, but I gotta put a Jeep. She's living it up. She's living it up. She lives it up. Her and JoJo are like two peas in a pod. It's Uh, yeah, they are. They are like they are. They need their own movie, is what they need. They do. They do. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. like a Thelma and Louise. We'll give them literally. (laughs) So, how you doing? Yeah. I'm hanging in there. How are you? Yeah. All right. I'm doing real well. I can't complain. Um, Anytime I'm on the podcast, I'm really having a lot of fun doing it, meeting some good, good people. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and I, you got a lot of people on this. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely uh, been fun. It's been real fun. So, and it's keeping me busy, keeping me busy, keeping me safe. And uh, we all need a corn. I like to one day put all my grandkids on the podcast, you know. Yeah, they all got they got they all got iPads, so I just let them be who they are and um and have some fun with it. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, I've grown up with technology, you know, progressing as it has. But I can't imagine being a child and uh, 
You're welcome to come as long as we can take my singer jeep. I can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't imagine being a kid in today's world. Like, I mean, yeah. never mind with just like technology, just with other things that go on in the world. But like, yeah, it's just I couldn't imagine being a kid in today's society. It's crazy. No, I, I actually had fun growing up when I did, and um, yeah. I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it in for anything in the world because we had some fun, without yeah. a doubt. And there's no, I mean, there is no like reliving, like like there's no like there's no way to go back to being without like technology. You know what I mean? Like so, like the yeah. old days where like we just it's there's no way to like get it back. It's crazy, but. Mm-hmm. New day and age. It's it must have been fun in the Cape, um, because I have fun just there for a few hours, you know. But well, that's the thing. It's fun for a few hours. That's yeah, the yeah. best thing about the Cape is that it's fun for a few days. Mm-hmm. But then, but that's the thing, and that's why, like, growing up there, it was cool. Like, don't get me wrong, but that's why I was like. I think I need to get out of here. It just is very much <laughs> the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. like, to me, I was like, isn't that, like, the definition of insanity is, like, doing the same thing over and over again, like, expecting <laughs> a different result? Like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I think I just need to just find somewhere else. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it, you picked a good location. You, um, uh, so let's, let's kind of go back a little bit. You know, you're thinking about doing a lot of things. You're young, vibrant, thinking about what you're going to do. You pretty much established where you was. But what come, what makes you come up with that decision to kind of pursue something, pursue your dream? What triggers it? <laughs> Just not being happy depression oh, okay to be quite honest yeah like okay. <laughs> like I mean, all right it's, it's kind of bad as it sounds but like yeah that um i just growing up i was very much a disney kid i think it's no secret that i was you know like obsessed with disney and you know that kind of stuff growing up and then as i got older you know you have like the kardashians and stuff i mean and that the kardashian whole that whole tv show came out you know, when I was young too. So like, as they were evolving, I was watching it and I'm still, you know, on the younger side, but like just seeing kind of like the lifestyle and like being a fan of, you know, music artists and stuff like Demi Lovato is like one of my favorite musicians and artists and whatnot. But back in the day, she was like my idol. And, um, you know, I think, like, I used to always, like, you know, when I was into the whole makeup thing, I used to say, like, I wanted to be, like, personal makeup artists for these people. And in doing that, you, like, move to L.A. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think at a super young age, I, like, knew that, like, California was where I wanted to be. Because I didn't really know about L.A. like that until, like I said, I got a little older watching, you know, TV and, you know, stuff like that. But it was definitely... Um, you know, I, in high school, when everyone wanted, you know, was kind of talking about what, you know, what is it, what is it you want to do? Like, and I used to always say, I want to go to LA and do makeup. And at the time, I wanted to go to a makeup school because grow. it was still a time where, like, you know, going to makeup school was going to help you. <clears throat> but then as I got older, I realized, you know, you don't necessarily need that 
to excel. Um, and that's when I started, you know, just doing makeup and stuff on the Cape, proms, weddings, dances, drama club. I had a drama club in high school, which was really cool. And that helped me kind of discover, you know, people and, you know, things about myself. Like I love theater music. I love a good musical. Um, but in being in drama club, I met one of my really, really good friends um, who had gotten into a music college out here. So they came out here in 2013 or so. Um, and that's when I visited LA for the first time. And I think that was when I really decided like, this is where I would like to be. Good, good. Um, I, I was out there for three years. Um, you know, uh, enjoy that experience. Um, you know, had good, good, bad and ugly experiences out there, but you know, I'm, I'm glad yeah. I did go out there. I'm glad I, yeah. uh, you, you get a cultural shock. Um, and, uh, you know, but all the different kinds of people were, were some of my closest friends and, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being on the East Coast, I didn't even know what a Samoan was, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and so sometimes you uh, may say something that's wrong. You know, uh, are you Hawaiian, and you're speaking to a Filipino? You know, yours. Um, are you Samoan? You know, I'm Hawaiian. You know, and then you just basically have to kind of just set back and just wait until someone told you what background they had, what culture they were from, heritage, and, and only because well, you didn't that's know. like out here. Yeah, like people out here don't know what Cape, Cape Verdean is. Like that's, people yeah. look at me and like assume that I'm Hispanic and they, they'll just like start speaking Spanish at me and I'm just like, oh, I'm so sorry. but And then I like mm-hmm. feel bad because I feel like they think that I'm, you know, someone that grew up hispanic but like doesn't speak spanish because i know that that's like something that bothers some people culturally so i am always like i, I like it, i'm sorry like i just i'm i'm african I'm sorry I'm african. yeah uh-huh. so, yeah like, <laughs> it's so, uh but yeah that's like out here people don't know what cape verdean is it's crazy yeah i met um my first first friend of mine he was from pakistan um I, uh, you know, we were good friends out there, and then I lost touch with them, you know, later on. And to this day, I still try to track them down. I can't. Um, mm-hmm. And a very, very good dude. And um, so, but, uh, all right, so you get out, get out to L.A., um, with your, you know, your home established apartment, you know, career, was that already set in stone already you already knew what you were going to do or did you just go out there and kind of figure i'm just gonna you know try to apply for whatever i can how'd that all happen so i i mean i logically i mean if you're going to be on your own you you need to obviously understand like you need to have a job but you need to have a place to live you need to have Mm -hmm. a job that can pay the bills to live wherever you're trying to live so, I mean, I, I kind of just went through in, in 2017, I was like really inspired by like this band that I was like following at the time that I'm like a still fan of now, but you know, at the time they were, you know, bigger and touring and stuff. And I just kind of like 
knew I wanted to try to like befriend them in a way. And I remember setting a goal for myself that was kind of like, and I, I kind of just, um, I feel like I just kind of manifested, um, you know, I kept saying like, I want to, you know, hang out with these people after a show. And yeah. I kept kind of saying that, not in the sense that like I'm going to, but like I said, I want to, that's my goal. Like, you know, it's just me, you know, I don't know if that's really going to happen, but it ended up happening. And that once I, you know, I, I, I hung out with them after a show and I was like, wow, like if I can do that, like, what else? Cool. Like, you know, so, uh-huh. it's just me, you know, I don't know if that's really so Go ahead. then I ended up, um, so that was in June and then by end of August, I was like, just not happy. Like, and I, and I think mental health wise, because my mental health is, you know, not the best, but I don't think, you know, it was at a point where I was like, I need to leave or this isn't, you know, going to be good. It was just kind of like, I'm not happy here. And if I'm not happy here, I should, I should go like where I think I'll be happy. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I, I remember it was like shortly after my birthday, one of the first few weekends of September, I just kind of remember making the decision, like, I want to move to LA by the end of the year, which is like fucking crazy. Like, that's just wild to just be like, that's, that's three months. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the same house, like that I was living in, like, I've never even lived anywhere else. So that like, looking back, is just crazy that I was just like, yeah, by the end of the year, I want to be gone. And, um, so then I just started applying for jobs. Um, and I ended up having this company call me. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, no, I haven't. Great movie. Great movie. I will. Leonardo DiCaprio. It's amazing. But you know, those like the, you know how like they're telemarketers and companies that are like you know, built on a pyramid scheme. Yep. Um, I had applied to, I was applying to all types of jobs. More so because like I, at the point that I was at, I was working at a dental office. So I kind of knew um, like office work, you know, mm-hmm. I had gained some experience. So I was looking at like, I was just applying to anything, but this company specifically, it was called Red Label Enterprises. Um, and I think I thought it was a record label mm-hmm. and it was not. So I um, applied you know, to mass jobs and this company calls me and they're like, you know, you know, we really liked your application. We had like a really good phone conversation about just kind of like, you know, like, I'm like, you know, this is where I'm at in my life. I'm just realizing, you know, you can really just do whatever you want. You just have to do it. Like, period. Like, that's it. Like, and they were really liking my energy and stuff. And they were like, cool. Can you come in for an interview? Now, I was like, I'm still in Massachusetts. So like, can we do a video interview? And they were like, 
no we don't really like do that but like if you're ever in LA let us know now this was like one of the, this was the only place that had like called me back so I was like okay you want you want to interview me like cool now they had kind of like told me about like you know they told me about this position don't even need to really get into all of that but the position yeah didn't end up being what I expected it to be it was a whole pyramid scheme type thing which I didn't realize so but at the time it all sounded great um I remember coming home and running home because I had worked in Hanover that day I believe Hanover or Plymouth and they were calling me back and I was like oh word like I remember running home and I remember being like this company loved me they wanted to interview me and you know they were like they do interviews like throughout the month so i could you know try to set something up and at the time i had met someone out here um at during a previous trip um so i kind of hit them up and was like hey i might come out for an interview like could i could i crash with you and they were like yeah we're going camping that weekend but like sure so like i ended up coming out for like an interview and I ended up getting the job, which was like, I remember, I remember kind of being like, if I commit to this, like, you know, you're moving to LA. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got the job. So I was kind of like, cool, like, all right, this seems like it's meant to be wouldn't have worked out if it wasn't supposed to. Um, and then I, don't, I mean, I think at that time, I still was kind of like weary of the job. But I was like, whatever, like, find another job when you get out here. Uh, Mm -hmm. which is what I ended up doing. Um, but I, I mean, if I had, if I had like been a little bit more persistent with myself when it comes to like self-discipline, I could have accomplished the goal of being in LA by the end of the year. Like I had wanted Mm -hmm. to, I said I was going in those three months. It ended up taking, I ended up moving January 18th, which is not far off. Which is even no. crazier that it actually like happened. <laughs> it's just crazy. Like I still can't believe it sometimes. But it's like I'm here. I'm happy I'm here. Um, especially when you know it's March 31st and I was just like laying out by the pool in the hot tub. Like yeah. you can't do that on the cave. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's uh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. You know, first, I'm proud of your journey. I'm proud of you. And um, I hope things continue to be blessings for you. Um, the uh, I don't know if you can go into some of your makeup jobs um, if you want to, you know, some other sure. experiences. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I, I started off watching, I used to like, so I was a Disney kid. So I really loved how all the stars always looked and I wanted to look like those people. So it started off with trying to get their hair, trying to have hair like Miley Cyrus. She had really long, Mm -hmm. like wavy hair. And then that turned into, you know, me finding makeup tutorials. And that was how I learned how to do makeup and stuff before it was anything like it is now, which is crazy because had I kept with the social media thing like I originally was doing I could have easily been one of these influencers making millions of dollars I mean I still could if I really wanted to I just don't know if that's the lifestyle I want because there's so much that comes with it that I just don't know if I could handle um but 
you know, I had done makeup, you know, I have a bunch of makeup things under my belt when it comes to like experience. So um, when I had moved out here, I was doing that marketing job. And then I was like, well, let me go. Let me when that job wasn't working out. I went back to working in a dental office and like the office aspect of it. And that was awful. Now I had had like some money that I was able to use to like get me through in between times when it wasn't working and like my moving stuff. So it was really kind of like, um, you know, I wasn't really worried when it came to like, you know, job thing financially. So I was like, I was in a not good position with like the boss. He, He was really like, just a jerk, a real jerk. And, you know, my mom always raised me in the sense of like, you know, you don't leave a job unless you have like another one, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Because like, like, why would you ever do that? And I just was miserable for months. And I ended up just one day, I I just, it wasn't, I didn't move 3000 miles to be treated the way that this uh, employer was treating me. It's just not, you know, life's too short for that. So I quit one day, no notice. And, you know, I have to be pushed pretty far to have done that. Mm -hmm. So I did that. uh, And then it took me, I I found within a few weeks or so, I think I had found a job working for Morphe, which is a really well-known makeup brand nowadays, um, working at a trade show for them, like a makeup trade show. Um, And that just entailed, you know, people, we had like a booth, um, people were walking around the booth and just, you know, letting them know about the products in front of them, you know, um, using their products and stuff. And, you know, there I met uh, some people. And then like a few days later, I remember getting like a phone interview for this like makeup job. And it was like saying it was going to be in Century City um, for a, for a sister brand, it was called, for two well-known sister brands or whatever. Um, like I said, it was big. So I just knew the pay, I knew the town, and that was kind of it. And they ended up calling me, they interviewed me, and they were like, cool, cool, you sound great. Um, This is actually for Kim and Kylie's pop-up. And I was like, oh. Uh So I was like, that's really cool. But it, it really, a funny story about that was like when it came time, I remember signing the paperwork, I had to sign all these NDAs. It was crazy. And this, I was like, is this real? Is Mm -hmm. this actually like, or am I just being pawned? Like, I don't know. So I was just like, I like, I signed all the paperwork. I sent all my info in. I remember I said, I remember Jean Marie's like in law school or something where she's like Jean Marie's in school and knows a lot of things. So I remember, I think I like sent her like something just to be like, it what if if I sign this and this isn't real, am I okay? Like, and I remember I am told to show up to Dash, which was like the sh- the, the store that like everyone knew from this this uh, show. Mm-hmm. And I show up there. I'm supposed to meet this lady, and I show up and it's boarded up. So wow. I'm like, I just got played. I just got played. I call like the girl that I had been in touch with. And I was like, I'm here. It's boarded up. Like, just tell me now if this isn't like what it actually is. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, like someone should be there. Like, and they were like, let me call them right now. And they call them and they were, they had me go to the back. 
and the person ended up being there and it ended up being a real thing and then the, later that day they had me go to Yeezy for a fitting which is crazy I just uh-huh. was like there to do an interview and then they were like okay can you go to Yeezy for like your fitting right now for your uniforms and I was like I can do anything you need me to do like sure yeah. so I went and and ended up being I and then it's what's even crazier is like they had me drive from like you know West Hollywood to Calabasas and then I show up and I'm just like am I here like I don't this doesn't look like I'm where I'm supposed to be and mm-hmm. I was and I walk in with the security guards kind of like excuse me who are you what and I was like I have no idea like, what's going on. And it ended up being exactly what it was. Um, I ended up, so there was Kim and uh, Kylie both had pop-ups that they had used a certain company to like set up. So I was hired by like an agency to work for as like a brand ambassador for uh, both of the pop-ups. Um, so we just basically, um, we basically just sold Kim's makeup. Um, you know, we were given the makeup to use to be able to like sell it. Um, so that was really nice. Um, and it was cool because we got to meet like a lot of interesting people that were just either in town or, you know, just big fans. But we also got to, you know, meet like family members. Like I remember I waited on Kanye's cousin who was really nice. And then um there's someone that like i still see i was just watching keeping up with the kardashians like their new season like the other night and there was someone mm-hmm. that's like still on the show that that is that i waited on that i'm just wow. like oh my god that's so crazy that i like waited wow. and helped this person and they were like all so nice um i met kim briefly and i have a picture with her i think people kind of misunderstand and think that i did kim's makeup which i would love to I don't yeah. know if I really, I don't know if I could say I would probably <laughs> die if I ever had the chance to do her makeup, but um, it, that wasn't necessarily the case, but I did have, um, you know, I did get to take a picture with her. I think I maybe said like one thing to her and I was kind of like, after I said it, cause I was, like, <laughs> was that even the right thing to say? Like, I remember just kind of being like in that moment, like, oh my God. And then she was just kind of like, what? And I was like is it a, a Libra thing? And she was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, and I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, okay. Whew. It wasn't <laughs> the wrong thing to say. And I was just like, oh, my God. Because they were kind of like, don't speak unless spoken to, you know. We're just yeah. here for, like, pictures and stuff. So, um, and then I, I thankfully got to work with the company, uh, with Kim's company again a second time in Costa Mesa. And I was commuting from, like, uh I was in between like Burbank and Santa Clarita where I was living for the most of the time that I've been in LA and I was commuting. It was basically like driving from the Cape to Boston to work okay. for Kim's second pop-up, which I wouldn't have done if, you know, it wasn't worth it. But, you know, it was definitely, that was a little bit harder, <laughs> but, um, and that one was for three months versus like a few weeks. And then I worked for Kylie's um, pop-up, but that was, a little bit less it was more I don't even know how to explain it just because Kim's was a little bit more like I think Kim was involved in hers a little more whereas like yeah. this company kind of just did Kylie's it felt like um but it was cool 
great experience. You know, both of the companies were great to work for. Kim's company, I would love to, you know, do work for, you know, again, if she were to ever have another store, it was always fun. It was never really like about the selling. Like I do well in jobs where I'm, I don't have to worry about numbers. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's more like they just want people to have a really good experience. So that's where, um, that's something that matters to me too, is like, if people have like a good experience. So, um, yeah, I haven't really done too much since then. Like I've still done some work with Morphe when it came to like trade shows. I worked with them in Vegas a few times for like the international, um, beauty show and um some stuff like that i worked at um imats out here which was it was a nice full circle moment because in 2010 i had um uh gone to imats which is it's the international makeup artist trade show um mm -hmm. in 2010 or 11 i believe i went to that with my mom in new york and that was like a really big deal it was cool it was a really really cool experience um and it, it was you know different than like what it is now because at the time it was makeup was still like a whole underground scene um yeah. who would you love to do makeup on famous person demi lovato for sure mm -hmm. I, demi lovato is great um there's a few people i think um, but Demi Lovato has always been my person. So I think I'd have to go with her right off the bat, especially lately. She's, you know, gone through a lot lately. And I think her and I would relate on some level when it comes to mental yeah. health, not necessarily yeah. the drug aspect, but, um, yeah. she's a big advocate for mental health, which is great. Sure is. She, I think she was on last week. Um, big interview. I can't remember who it was, but, um, you know, but I, I got no doubts about you. Whatever you're gonna do, I know you're gonna do it. And uh mm -hmm. it's a it's a big state with millions and millions of people. Um and let's just say if you're looking for something, you're gonna find it. Um and if it's if it's a job that you're looking for, you're gonna find it. You keep doing the connects that you're doing and uh and never worry, never worry at all. Just keep moving, stepping, stepping forward. You'll be all right. That's my opinion. Yeah, um, I mean. Let's see. Um, Anna says, what has been your biggest struggle since you moved? Oh, that's a good one. It's been a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot. Um, job stability is one just because like so i did the kim and kylie thing which this is hey melinda um the kim and kylie thing which like this is very interesting and i don't know if like people know this but like so like i moved and then i had like the you know the kim thing and the kylie thing and that was great i was making really good money with that but then i came home the last time that I went home was in 2018, um, August 2018. And I haven't, un I unfortunately haven't been home since. But I came home and I didn't work for almost like two months. And it was, I just literally couldn't get a job. Sephora didn't want to hire me. Why? I have no idea. I think that's probably a blessing in disguise. But that was like a, also a big bruise to my ego because it's not like... Yep. I'm underqualified or anything, but it's like yep. with them, if you're overqualified, they don't want you, which is like stupid. But yep. I was just applying to all these jobs and you, you would think 
okay, she worked for Kim Kardashian. She would have no problem getting a job. I couldn't get a job. It was awful. And I ended up just kind of getting myself in more, in bigger, I just kept digging myself a deeper hole trying to get out of the hole that I was in. I was like doing something part-time and then I left that part-time job to do the the second Kim thing full-time and I figured because I was working full-time making more a little bit more than I was at the part-time job I would have made more but with commuting 60 something miles each way five days a week it's not as beneficial as you would think but at the same time too I was also like I had thought I was making friendships with people that were, you know, kind of saying that they were going to help me and not everyone did. Some people helped me out a lot. I remember like the week of Christmas, this girl let me like crash on her couch a few nights, like consistently. And I was like, like, she was one of the only people that offered that to me, but there Mm -hmm. were people that were like, yeah, like, you know, if you do it full time, like you can stay with me, you can stay with me, you can stay with me. And then they were never really around. So I'd say job stability. And then like, People out here, you know, I I know people suck everywhere. So it's like, people are going to suck everywhere. Why leave LA? People are going to suck everywhere. But, you know, there are a few people that I feel like I had met that I was hoping I would have good friendships with that have just, like, fallen off or whatever. So I definitely have, like, trust issues when it comes to that kind of stuff and, like, believing people. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'd say, like, that, like, job stability were really, really hard. But... Um, when, you know, when things are good, they're good, you know, but, and I, like, I work at a dispensary right now. I make good money. Um, you know, I've met some cool people there and I'm hoping, you know, cause I've been there for almost two years now. So this is the only job that I've had that's been consistent since I moved here. Yeah. And that's uh, crazy. It's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna maintain its consistency um the way things are going so but uh yeah melinda says uh girl people are haters because you're such a beautiful person inside and out um people don't understand that continue to rock your level and know your worth and love you it says love you have um let's see you got this and i can't say this enough you already you're already successful in so many ways I agree. Oh, thank you, Melinda. Uh, What's funny is yeah. Melinda had lived with us at one point, and people used to say I looked like Melinda all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. Me and Melinda yeah. were like this. Like, yeah, so um, thank you, actually, thank you so much. I have something to tell Melinda that uh, I'm not working at the post office anymore. I never told her. Um, she knew I got hired there, but oh, no. I went back to my other company, which I'm very happy. Very, very happy. Um, let's see. Anna says, what was the biggest lesson you have learned since moving? Well, we kind of, well, we kind of touched on that already, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, and this is so true. Yeah. The, um, so has mom been out there yet? Has mom come to see you? That's another thing. That's like another thing is that's going to be really hard. And I was saying that to my boyfriend today is that, you know, my mom made a comment yesterday about like when they lift the restrictions, she like wants to come out here. And I'm like, um, 
sorry, but no. Just because I'm not at a place where, like, I would be okay if she were to, like, be here and then, like, not be here. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I was from uh, Reggie's comment. Um, oh, okay. But, yeah, like, when I went home, it was really, I, I came back, I think back home I had always had motherly figures in my life. And mm -hmm. at the, I mean, I, I still don't really have that out here now, but I always had that. And then I realized that I don't have that out here. So it just, you know, made me miss my mom a lot. And, you know, kind of realizing that like, you know, her life is going on and I'm not there to be a part of it is mm -hmm. hard. So being away is easy, but then I'm, I'm, I don't know. I can even handle going back. Never mind. Mm -hmm. Her coming out here, like having her in my regular day to day, and then like not have her here. I think I just I think I've just honestly dealt with a lot of death in in my life that it's uh, having people be here and then not be here is a little bit harder than not, so or maybe harder than most people. But yeah, and they're always good company. So and uh, yeah, so you don't she want wants that. You, I mean, no, yeah, you know her. Uh, I see Mona from time to time too, which is nice. Yeah. Who's that? Who do you see? Monique. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. She's. Yeah. Uh... I I think <laughs> the last time I saw her was like 2019's Thanksgiving, but I've seen her twice since I've been out here. She's just a little bit further out than. Yeah, she's another one I'm proud of. My, yeah. My... Yeah, she definitely um, got to give her hats off. You know, she did some courageous things in 2020. Um, and uh, very, very proud of her. Uh, let's see. The, um, the one thing I know about, I, I, you know, in the Cape you have traffic. But when you started driving in that traffic, if you're driving, when you got to L.A., um, that's a rude awakening. That's a rude awakening. <laughs> LA traffic is not that bad. I well, don't, I mean, granted, like, and this is like, so when I first moved here and I was doing that marketing job, I was driving from Sherman Oaks to like Compton one day. I could be yep. in El Monte one day. I was in Pomona another day. Like, I was always driving. So, like, I dealt with the traffic when I first, you know, moved here, and it was really bad. But, like, it's not – I think, well, with 2022, it wasn't as bad because no one was really on the roads. Now yeah. that people are out and about, there's just always – like, there's just so many people here that they're just all trying to do something. It doesn't even have to be the same thing you're doing, like mm -hmm. the Cape per se, but, like – there here it's all these people could just be going to different places but we have to go to the same way to get it and cali drivers i don't know how they get their licenses <laughs> i just don't like they literally i just feel like they're just very in their own world when they drive and they're mm -hmm. not considerate of like the people that are like you know maybe have to go to work yeah things like that <laughs> just carefree out there um actually yeah. that's um the expressway in la was the first 
was one of my first opportunities to drive, and that's actually where I started oh, wow. driving. At a very, I can't imagine learning to drive out here. Yeah, my, I was driving with my dad. He just told me, uh, "All right, come on, we'll go for a test drive." So I drove, and not really knowing what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. And he says, "Take a left right there." So I'm just driving along. Guess what? He puts me on the expressway. I don't even know how to drive. And I'm going along, and it was in, I can't even remember the interstate, but that's how I started driving on the expressway. And um, and I'm just turning over. I'm, I mean, he's getting that lane. I go in that lane. I'm just darting over. But, you know, that's the dude he was, man. Um, he, yeah, he, I had something similar. I remember my um, auntie Di had taken me driving because I had my permit. And um, she took me on, um, it was just like the freeway to go from like exit six to exit seven or exit, mm-hmm. something like that, uh, you know, on the Cape. But I was like mortified and I was like, it like scarred me. Oh my God. I remember being like, I'm never going to drive again. But, <laughs> and it's crazy because I have to say, I'm, I am a good, I, I think I'm a good driver. I think I'm just like an effective driver. Um, but like, I definitely got practice driving out here, not only from that job, but I knew someone who was like a, an assistant to a stylist for like celebrities and stuff. And my friend who was the assistant had car problems and didn't have a car at the time. So she needed someone to take her from point A to point B to point C to point D to the whole alphabet. And Mm -hmm. I was, this was when I wasn't working and I was, you know, trying to set things up. So they were like reimbursing like my, my gas and like my lunch or whatever. Um, and that was difficult because she wouldn't give me like the address all the time. She would just Mm -hmm. say, Oh, I know how to get there. I'll tell you how to get there. But she's an assistant to a stylist. She's on her phone. She's sending emails. She has things she needs to tend, you know, to tend to, especially when she would be driving, she wouldn't have the time to like respond to all these things that she needs to be responding to. So I obviously understood that, but it didn't help when I didn't know where I was going. So I'd have to, and it's not like you can just easily bang a Yui and, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? You got to like reroute to get, but I, it was, it was frustrating a lot, but that definitely helped <laughs> in some way. Uh, good. The, uh, so you got some stability in a job, um, which is nice to hear the, um, Doing makeup on the side? What are you doing? Not really. It's been tough because I found last year when I did try to be more into the makeup thing and I would try to do different looks and stuff, it wasn't, things weren't being executed in the same way that I felt like they should have. And I didn't know if it was products. I didn't know if it was this. And it was just kind of like, it just became frustrating. So I just never really kind of went back to it. Um, I'm kind of at a point where 
everyone wants to do the makeup thing and that just makes me not want to do people that was into it I know that I don't I don't know if this is something that I'm you know necessarily I know it's something I can always fall back on and there are always people that are like oh I want to work with you like there's this one girl who she's really nice I've never met her in person I think I've just connected with her through Facebook and like Facebook groups and stuff that I've been in and she um you know she just shot Neo in the studio like she's doing a lot of like you know she's growing herself and I you know was thinking to myself the other day like she's wanted to work with me from since last year and like you know um I could be you know growing myself but um and she actually hit me up again recently and was like we have to work together soon and I'm just like I don't even have products to do shoots if I really wanted to you know what I mean you have to have kits you have to have brushes you have to have foundation you have to have you know you have to have a lot of you have to be versatile especially to be like in LA to you know if you're gonna like want to be someone to be called randomly you have to make sure you have products enough of it and good quality so you I'm just kind of like at a point where I just have stuff that I use on myself so from time to time I'll try to maybe do like a look here and there but I think lately I've just been I've just been kind of gone into the routine of just working I work a lot I usually work 2 p.m to 10 p.m five days a week um and so, and I don't always sleep well during the night, like at night. So I just try to kind of like take the mornings to relax, reset so that when I go into work at two, I have the energy to do so. Um, but I, I, I would like for something to spark my interest to do the whole makeup thing again, especially with like TikTok nowadays, you could go, you could be go from nothing to something in hours with that platform. Yeah. I just don't know if that's something I would even really want. The um, there's a Cape Verdean uh company out there, Double Down Cosmetics. Um, it's owned by Marvin oh, and really? Kristen Spella. Yeah, they're on Facebook. They're on my page. I had them on the podcast um about a month ago, and they it, they actually have all their cosmetics. Um, I'll send you uh, I'll send you a yeah, link. Um, it's out. uh yeah, they're definitely right there. Um, so. But good network, good trusting people, um, maybe yeah, some good that's, good that's friends. Uh, hard to do that out there. Actually, um, they, um, Kristen may she well she is she's part of the Pina tree, so you might might want to meet her. Ooh. Doing some great things yeah. out there. So, um, but I'll uh, yeah yeah because I don't know too many like family people out here. Yeah. If there are, yeah. Um, she's originally from Taunton and uh, then ventured out that way, uh, but definitely uh, on a family tree. Um, all right. Well, Danielle, anything you want to talk about? We got about probably 10, 15 minutes. Um, you know, feel free. I, uh, um, I'd, I'd want to tell you about the dispensary. There's actually a new um federal act that just came out um a tax act for so the country's got to get ready for a lot of things when it comes to the dispensaries and marijuana and stuff and um uh it's definitely definitely here to stay that's for sure i think so yeah it's really helpful it's really helpful um 
was I was watching a podcast that um uh Demi Lovato did. She did the Joe Rogan podcast and she was explaining how like weed helps her um be present in the moment and I felt like that was a really good way to explain how uh weed can be helpful because I could go from enjoying myself to then thinking about you know things that I need to do that needs to be done that uh, you know I gotta follow up with it's just you know it definitely helps in a lot of ways whether it's with sleep or just helping you be present in the moment or kind of take the edge off if you're having you know a, a bad day it, it helps me you know more than it hinders me and it also helps with you know there are certain things in there are certain terpenes and certain strains that can be helpful for lots of things inflammation migraines like you know i think that's why part of the reason why i've stayed so healthy is because of cannabis and like cbd good good yeah we gotta we gotta keep you healthy gotta keep you wise gotta keep you moving along and and living that california dream um i love your smile and i want that smile to stay on your face all right (laughs) yeah I, um, i thankfully have someone that um you know, helps me a lot. My boyfriend Dylan is is really is really great, Good. and having you know someone that helps support you definitely makes a difference too. Right, you give him a high five for me to him, and uh, okay, I'm, I'm okay. glad you got somebody. Makes me feel a little bit more better about my Danielle yeah. out there in California. All right, um, mm-hmm. uh, let me ask you a question: Have you been out in the? Uh, San San Bernardino Mountains up that way. Um, it's no, uh, but, but uh, it's a good, no. yeah, it's a good, it's a good spot for mental health. You know, if you can uh, make your way out there, uh, it's good for mental health. San Bernardino. Yeah, it's um, it's more like the mountains and up there, um. That's yeah. the first first snow I seen in uh in California was out there. And actually it was my last it was my it was on my last day in California. Um and that was so weird seeing it out there. Um, That's like see. Thanksgiving in two thousand and um Thanksgiving in two thousand and nineteen, PJ and Mary came out to have Thanksgiving with Monique, and I drove out that way, and mm-hmm. it snowed on Thanksgiving, and I was mortified. I moved <laughs> to get away from that. Never mind, have it on Thanksgiving. It never even snowed on Thanksgiving in massachusetts and that day i remember the weather in massachusetts was like beautiful and it was snowing in california i i'm still not over it isn't that isn't that crazy that uh so pj moves to to texas and he gets some snow (laughs) yes yes it's crazy. i don't i don't miss it anytime it's cold out here i'm like how did i live anywhere colder than this it, I, it, I, it seriously i am just not one and it's funny because people always ask me around christmas um 
you know, around that time, are you coming home? No, it is mm-hmm. cold. I don't know. No, no, and no. I will be back in the summer when it is warm and there is a reason to be on the Cape. Not when it's cold and everything's closed. Absolutely not. Exactly. Um, it's Jan, <laughs> Jan, Jasmine Gonzalez, a lover. She was on my podcast. Oh, and, um, she said, Yes, I saw her episode. Yeah, she's good. She's fire. Definitely. Uh, she is. If, if you need a spark, she's definitely going to bring it. And um, I love her. Got to get her back on, man. Yeah. Got to. She's, yeah, yes. she's great. She's a good hype queen. Thank you, Jasmine. I just read your message. You're amazing. Yes, she is. Best place I ever been to. See that? That's good. Um. Well, Danielle, love you to death. Proud of you. Once again, you continue to do what you're doing. And if you feel you. the need to come on this podcast, I definitely want you to come on board and, um, and do your thing, you know, talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's why it's titled the really Charlie show. Where we can really talk about what we need to. And, um, but I basically wanted to get on here to have conversation with you, see what you're doing, knowing what you're doing and, uh, and just make sure you're in good spirit in which I see you are. And, uh, you tell that man on the side of you, thank you. I appreciate him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I said, come on anytime. Any, okay. anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Not right. Is there anything you want to close with? Nope. I love what you're doing. Keep doing it. You're great. This is great. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. You call me, contact me. I'm going to get you that contact information for Double Down Cosmetics. Just so you can have, yeah. But it's definitely, it's definitely two people you should meet. Um, I trust them with my hey, grandchildren. Listen, I just made some jag. I'm ready to connect with some Cape Verdeans. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that happens. I'll, I'll send you the info today. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds God, good. God bless. Take care. Back at you. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Danielle's doing some good, good things. Um, I'm so, uh, so happy. So happy. So proud of her. And, uh, that's her journey from Cape Cod to California. Uh, now she's doing some great things for herself. And, uh, but I just wanted her to get on here so she can be an inspiration for other, you know, People, men, women, you know, who are who are also doing the makeup. And, and don't be afraid. Want to do something? Get out there and do it. Just go ahead. Don't stop. Don't stop until your dream is accomplished. And she's a very, very uh, good example that things anything's possible. So thank you for all your comments. Thank you for listening to the Really Charlie podcast. Um, I'm going to actually take off uh, tomorrow. I'll be on Friday with Dr. Selena Belmarsh-Pina. Wrote a nice book, very good book. We're going to talk to her about a lot of things. Um, Saturday, 
We'll have Russell Ramis, uh, local actor, definitely doing his thing. And we're going to talk about some of his uh, life experiences, um, acting and, and doing some production work and so on and so forth. So thank you, as always. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. And I'm trying to do some more. Let's see. Melinda, yes, I love it. I love what you do, too. I'll be on your podcast if you like. Melinda, we're going to set that up. I got some dates available. I'm going to set it up. We'll get you on this podcast, all right? That's it. Um, I'll send you a message uh, today or tomorrow, all right? Take care. Mask those beautiful faces, hand sanitize your hands, wash your hands, stay safe, stay safe constantly. And uh, see you Friday, 7 p.m. with Dr. Selena Belmars-Pina. Take care, everyone. God bless.